name is Nelson, and with me as always are all three friends I have in this world for this episode and in the future. That's right. Uh, Chris is here with us tonight, and he's he's permanent. He's stuck with us now. <laughs> Holla! Uh, well, we still get, and teacher here, we too. Name, we named him and gave him food, so now we have to keep him. It's true. It's true. Get Can't get him. Porch. Yeah, gotta keep him away from water after midnight. Uh, can't get him into direct sunlight. Yeah, no. Uh, so Don't get him wet. <laughs> but him, ladies. <laughs> hey <laughs> So, welcome, Chris, to your first official... It's actually the second recording uh, you've done with us, but it's your first official release. Take uh, hopefully. two. Hopefully. Yeah, um, I bitched up that first one real good. <laughs> well, I, none of us thought to remind we, you of the fact that we, you should have had Chris in, so... Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Britted, but worse. Ooh. Uh yeah. Oh man. And also this is the first time in a while we've done this like in consecutive weeks, so that's exciting. Proud um, of us. Always happy about that. So this week, uh we're just gonna do a little catching up on what we've been up to lately, and then the, the focus of the episode is actually going to be uh, uh a deck tech for one of Chris's EDH decks, and it's his uh Kentrith five color uh, Saga Tribal deck. So we'll have him tell us a little bit about that uh, before we start talking about maybe things we'd we'd add uh, to that deck. But before we get that far, what have you guys been up to lately? Uh, Chris, we'll start with you. Welcome. And uh, I think we've got a long way for you to kind of catch us up uh, as to what you've been doing all the time since we don't really have a a mark for you. So uh, eh, from the we'll beginning, we started at two weeks ago because that's when we drafted. So <laughs> right there you talk, go. What do you talk been up about to? your experience there? <laughs> there you go. Um, geez, the past two weeks, all I've been doing is trying to catalog my collection into a uh, collection tracker. That has been a twenty-four-seven job, but I'm like eighty-five <laughs> percent of the way done there because uh, I've been playing since like Mirage, Weatherlight, Tempest. And uh, aside from giving people, like, starter collections out of my collection, I haven't gotten rid of a, a damn thing. I was going to say, so, I am the recipient of one of those starter collections, because you were the one who taught me how to play when you were dating my sister. The first? Yeah, that was the first of, like, four offshoot collections <laughs> I've started, so... <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and I took so that what are and you... grew it way bigger. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. What, uh, what are you using to track your collection? Um, I'm just using TCG's collection tracker, which now that I'm almost done, I've discovered is like the least efficient way for me to do this. But <laughs> well, do you I'm when you pot order committed singles, now? <laughs> when you order singles, do you normally order through them? Like I, I yeah, I do. So, so then, I, at least they get added to your collection, and that's a nice feature about yeah. See, their collection tracking. I had to create a second account because of that goddamn feature. Because I order cards in bulk uh. and then sell off individual cards when I need to, and it kept adding shit to my collection that I'm like, no, 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 this isn't for me. I'm getting six of them so I can get them cheaper and then sell one to somebody and then just have five. And I had to go through and I just created a secondary account to order singles now because Collection Tracker was pissing me off. Oh, I see, I'm a selfish ass that only gets things for myself, so yeah. I don't have that problem. <laughs> Uh, anything else, Chris? Or just uh, uh, working on your collection tracking? That has that has really been it. Um, I I promised myself I would not build any new decks until uh, this endeavor was done. So I've really been going balls out on it. Nice, nice. Uh, Chanel, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, 
Let's see. Talked about the draft from two weeks ago. This past weekend, I didn't do shit. So, uh, other than our EDH game and uh, freaking out on somebody. So, last week's episode, we ended by me doing something I've never done before, which is complaining about secret layers and Watsy's treatment of game stores. <laughs> um, and somebody messaged me. Uh, because I've been doing, you know, card and game deliveries for this whole goddamn pan- pandemic with the, the shop being closed. And they're like, hey, uh, do you happen to have an extra one of the uh, cat secret layers uh, lying around that you could sell me? And I just, like, not... Uh, I tried not to just lay a full guilt trip on this guy, but it kind of came off that way of just, no, secret layers are not something that you can get to support your local game store. In fact, they are the exact goddamn opposite. And, like, I was kind of explaining the summary of all of my ranting in the past, and then he just goes, yeah, I'm hesitant on that, too, and I felt bad, but I figured if I could give you money, I would, plus kitty cats. And that's how he ended the comment, so I'm just like, eh, kitty cats, I can't be mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a trump card. Yeah, yeah, kitty cats. Touche. Yes, but, uh, yeah, I haven't built any new decks. I've, I've decided that I'm going to get more cards organized myself. I'm not going to be collect- collection tracking my entire hoard because they don't have a hoard tracker at this point. <laughs> and, oh god, I have way more cards than they could they could have room in their goddamn database. So, uh, Tej, have you done anything fun or exciting? You at least play Arena, don't you? Me? No. I, I, don't, no? I don't play Arena. No. Oh, Nelson, Nelson and Chris do, though. Nelson plays Arena. Back on that train. Yeah. Yes. Um, I haven't done anything uh, magic related in the past week. We did our um, uh, time spiral draft or uh, sealed uh, sealed thing yep. we did last week. Yeah, that uh, was fun. That was a blast. Um, and I put the couple cards that I was excited to play with in decks. Um, played one of the decks tonight. Didn't see my past in flames at all, but that's okay. <laughs> I know it's in there and it brings me comfort. Um, <laughs> It, it watches over from somewhere in the library. <laughs> um, other than that, no. Um, I'm slowly in the process of like putting some things in binders and that sort of stuff. But um, I feel a little bad because uh, uh, we knew we were going to do this, this deck for Chris. Um, and my week and then weekend got away from me. Um, and I can only blame a little bit of that on the fact that I have a one-year-old. Um <laughs> And the rest on the fact that you have Fortnite on your Switch. The rest on Fortnite. A new season of Fortnite dropped, okay? And I spent, like, months uh, 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 playing as a Mandalorian on Fortnite, and it was a blast. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. You and my nine-year-old, buddy. I am aware. (laughs) Hey, if if your nine-year-old wants to play duos and lose... uh, Tell them to partner up with me. That is the only. <laughs> that is the only thing that child is good at. <laughs> oh, good. I need to hire Teach a video a game partner. tumor. I said. I said video game tumor, and I'm a tutor. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you have a video game tumor. Yeah, no shit. It's not a tumor. It's, it's not, not a tumor. The <laughs> cartridge um, growing out of your fucking neck. <laughs> Just, <God damn. laughs> not again. <laughs> Don't blow in it. It's like <laughs> bubble bobble. I should see a doctor. <laughs> um, 
No, uh, we've got uh, Strixhaven stuff uh, going to start getting released in here pretty soon. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah. Um, As I'm Nelson excited. pointed out, for the eight seconds that uh, we enjoyed Time Spiral. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's right. 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 Um, but Strixhaven uh, not only is a new set, um, which is cool to see, uh, but it's a it's it's Hogwarts and Magic World, and uh, the founder of Magic Hogwarts. Uh, each one is a dragon. So I bet I'm going to see new dragons coming up pretty soon. <laughs> so that I'm is actually looking forward to this. And all of my me. favorite color pairs are enemy color pairs, so I love sets like this. Nice. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see what this set's going to bring. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for the commander uh, stuff that comes with it too. <clears throat> I hope even they though it's tied in. I hope they only reference the dragons, and we don't actually get new dragons, so Teej doesn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there did actually. I did see. I did see someone asked uh, Rosewater. Um, are we going to see uh, the Elder Dragons uh, that created Strixhaven? But they said this year, and Rosewater simply said yes. So, okay. So look have, for that secret layer after Strixhaven releases. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right. There we go. Bring it all I'll back. I'll see them eventually. <sighs> secret layer Elder Dragon Strixhaven. But yes, that's uh, that's what I've been up to. Nice. That was me. Nice. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So, uh, boy, was it Friday last week? I don't remember. Um, I've been. It's Friday um, every week. That's true. That's true. I'm trying to remember what day it actually happened. It's always I, Friday somewhere. Does that work? <laughs> I've been playing historic uh, as a format on Arena because I've been playing this really just goofy ass simple mono green elves deck uh, with. Crater of Behemoth as the win con, and it just it just wins. Um, and I, without trying, just playing over my lunch breaks casually, uh, I got to platinum um, in this season, and I think we're only halfway through. So, uh, if anybody wants a really fun historic deck list, Mono Green Elves, let me know. I'll give you mine. Uh, <laughs> it's a blast. Um, so, been do- that's that's all I've done on Arena though. Um, I'm glad you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> I had it's a, been. Sorry, go ahead. I had I I've I had a pretty sweet uh, Rakdos Arcanist list I was playing, and then in the newest anthology they added Death Shadow to Historic, and of course, like an idiot, I just jammed that in my deck, and it has been just shitting the bed since then. So <laughs> <laughs> gotta take those back out and put it back. <laughs> Don't mess with perfection. Nope. Uh, so, other than that, what have I been up to? Um, I got really lazy with um, collection tracking myself. So, I just decided that for now, instead of going through and organizing everything like I've been doing for the last couple months, uh, I'm just going to use Delver Lens on my phone and literally just photograph everything and just figure out what my collection looks like that way. And I will just do a quick search uh, in Delver Lens for anything I need. Um, and then get to sorting later uh so started working on that um and decided that uh, i think so i I pulled um from my time spiral box i pulled uh, a foil uh lavinia the time shifted lavinia and decided that i think i want her to be my next commander um 
and I appreciated everyone's support uh, from you guys in our in our group chat <laughs> about how uh, even though the only way I can think about building this thing is essentially Azorius control or stacks, <laughs> uh, you guys would still play Magic with me. So that was that was really nice and uplifting. We will. We just won't I mean, put up with your complaining the whole time yeah, about it. We'll, we'll hate you, but we won't feel bad about it because you're That's playing fair. Lavinia. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, that I mean, yeah, salt of the earth. Um, <laughs> and to be fair, I, I made when we started the when we started the game tonight. That was a joke. <laughs> I, made, I made one joke, and it turned into me complaining. But um, yeah, no, uh, I to- that just totally derailed my thought too. You got to work on your um, delivery, then, Jesus. Yeah, no shit, right? Um, hey, can you guys oh. hear me real quick? Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, okay, just checking, just checking. <laughs> um, Trying not to, God. Okay. Yeah, as right. long as I know that you can hear me, that's all yes. I need. Uh, lateral is is the other thing that I want to work on uh, eventually, um, but I don't know. I don't know what I'll do first. Uh, but I really want to actually put something together for lateral, just because I think elf ball would be fun. It's not a strategy I've ever played um, in commander before, and honestly, the only time I've ever played elf ball has been this historic deck that i have on arena maybe that's why i need to scratch that itch i don't know um (laughs) but i i'm just still like loving everything about time spiral except for the fact about how um small of a limited print run it was because this just feels like um i don't know everything i've wanted for a while i just and maybe it's the nostalgia factor of it i'm not sure um but it's just it's also a really well like procured set um it's what i think a a master set set should be (laughs) a set like this is really good on both new players for hey here's an opportunity to pick up some cards in a limited format that you might have missed because you only have been playing for the last five or ten years right so it's jump in and get some of the old stuff that's not reserve list but was really fun and really cool to play in a limited format and then for players like the rest of us it's hey, I can get more copies of stuff that's really good, and I can have that fun nostalgia of playing with these cards again. So yeah, and it's cool. It too doesn't because- make sense that it was such a short print run. No, it, it doesn't. And, uh, you know, one of the things I liked, too, was just the limited environment. Now, okay, so we, we did our sealed thing, and that's the only time I've played this in a limited environment right now. But to be able to see mechanics come back like flanking and suspend and all these other different things to actually consider while building a deck was just really cool um to see that kind of stuff come back you know so i it was it was fun in that regard um i also like you said the reprints um are are fantastic on saturday i went uh to a, a game store that's like two blocks away from my house to pick up uh a couple copies of a magazine for Chanel, and on a whim, white, I bought White Dwarf for you, forty uh, k players out there. That's it. Yep, White Dwarf. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, on a whim, I picked up a couple Time Spiral packs from there and some Commander Legends packs, and I got one of the I got the Undergrowth Stadium. Um, so that was like a hit from the Commander Legends deck uh, packs. Other than that, there wasn't much, but I did manage to pull that Acromas Memorial I was waiting for um, <laughs> or wanted out of Time Spiral. So I was very happy to 
run, <laughs> walk two blocks to the store to get Chanel's magazines and unknowingly in a Chroma's memorial for myself. So that was that was super cool. Oh, and another gemstone cavern. So I, I made out like a bandit on the time spiral stuff, but nice. the Commander Legend stuff, not so much. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, and I've been really excited to sit down and talk about this deck that we're going to talk about tonight. I'm curious to get Chris's thoughts behind it and kind of why he took it the direction he went. And then just to get the conversation going... Um, you know, to see uh, Chanel and Tej, what you guys thought you would add um, to the deck and why, and just to see if there's there's any overlap between the three of us. So uh, let's let's Chris, we're gonna let you start. Why don't you tell us what the deck is and what it wants to do, um, and then kind of maybe your your thought process while you were building it, like what what drove you into this theme, and um, you know, just your your thoughts on it. Uh, my initial thought was. When they introduced Sagas and Dominaria, I thought it was a really flavorful card type. Uh, But after that set, there wasn't enough, there wasn't that critical mass to really do something with it um, until Theros Beyond Death was released. And at that point, there was enough. So um, I started looking for a five-color commander, and uh, nothing really fit... But I like Kenrith's flexibility. Um, all five of his abilities uh, can affect the board. So I just went with him. Uh, what I After Sagas, what I want to do is manipulate the counters on them, uh, either by adding them or removing them, bouncing them back and forth between each other. Um, to try and find like an advantageous chapter to just abuse. Um, for instance, in our game we just recorded, um, I was starting to chain together, gaining control of like the biggest threats on the board, or robbing like Tej, for example, of his Niv Mizzet uh, with one of my sagas. Yeah, the Akroan War. That was a yeah. That was a clutch one. Yep. <clears throat> But that's that's really it. Uh, just try and control the board until I can either start smashing face with, you know, creatures I steal, creatures I create with like Kiora bests the sea god, just spamming out eight eight hexproof krakens. <laughs> um, but the way I win the most with it is happily ever after. Um, three mana enchantment that if my life total is above my starting life total, and I control uh, all five colored permanents at the beginning of my upkeep, and I think there's one other... Uh, Six or more card types among permanents you control and or cards in your graveyard. Yes, that's it. Um, You just win the game. So, uh, that's generally the route I try to get to. That's that's it. That's the deck in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like happily ever after as an alternate win con here. It's it's an interesting use of the card. Um, so yeah, I like that in here. Um, but it does function very much like an enchantress deck. You you have those base like the Argothian enchantress, the enchantress's presence, the Mesa enchantress, ways to duplicate those. So yeah, 
yeah, definitely. Um, and I like, you know, obviously Sterling Grove is a card that definitely has a place in a deck like this too. Um, <laughs> yep. And you've got that in there. Uh, okay, cool. So let's uh, let's get started then um, with some cards maybe that we would uh, we would add. Um, Chanel, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Well, and normally we do cuts and then recommend or suggest. Oh, yeah. Sorry, so. you're right. You're right. It's been a while. Uh, yes, since we've done a deck tech. Uh, as far as cuts, the first one I have on my list is Arnie Slays the Troll. Just because it's a two-drop enchantment, the first one is target creature you control fights up to one target creature you don't control. Late game, that's pretty good once you start stealing stuff. Early game, it doesn't do anything for you. And then the second chapter, add a red mana, put two counters on up to one target creature you control. Again, if you do get this out early, it doesn't help, otherwise it's just a dead card in your hand that you're waiting until you can do stuff. And then the third chapter, gain life equal to the greatest power amongst creatures you control. Late game, I can see how that would help with um, Happily Ever After, but uh, honestly, pro I, I would probably cut it. Um, I would replace it with the first one on my suggestions list, um, Authority of the Consoles. Mm. Something to just... Uh, here, let me... Oop, there's no Q in Authority, so I can read you the exact card. Um, a one-drop white enchantment. Creatures your opponent's control enter the battlefield tapped. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your opponent's control, gain one life. So it is a quicker, easier drop. Uh, it will slow down everyone who will probably be building a, a more aggressive board state earlier than you, just from the number of enchantments and creatures, and it absolutely helps you on your life gain way to uh, winning from Happily Ever After. That's a great suggestion. So, starting starting strong with my uh, list. They go down from there. Uh, <laughs> so I like that's one I didn't even think about. I like that card um, in this deck list. That's a that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Teach your first cut and suggested replacement. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to start out. <laughs> or we can throw um, it to Nelson if you need more time to... No, no. I don't have many cuts. Uh, huh? And the reason I don't have many cuts is because um, I've never played with a saga before ever. Ooh. So I don't know what makes a good saga a good saga. Um... The reason I haven't played with, with Sagas before is the, the card type never appealed to me personally. Um, and I don't want to sit here and, and tell Chris these cards that you chose I don't like and you should take them out because it's it's not my style of deck. Um, so I'm not looking at your Sagas. You, you uh, have uh, done that to me in the past. With <laughs> just This is a mill deck. I don't play mill. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, but that's, be but that's I, because mill. Yeah. I'm stone cold sober today. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So as far as like like sagas and and that sort of stuff, um, I'm going to trust that you chose these for a reason. I'm going to trust that you did your research, um, and these are the sagas you want. And you have your reasons. So I'm I'm kind of going to focus more on your counter manipulation personally um that's what intrigued me about this um so that's where a lot of my suggestions are going to come from um and the first card i'm going to cut uh it kind of breaks my heart to do so um but it's your darth maul sign in blood um 
because as soon as I saw that and asked you if that's a Darth Maul sign in blood, and we looked at it, and sure enough, it is. Um, you said that that's just there to draw cards. It could literally be replaced with anything, and I'm glad you said that because uh, instead of running sign in blood, you should be running Tezzeret's Gambit, uh, which is three and a Phyrexian blue for a sorcery. Draw two cards, then pro then proliferate. Um, so it's a divination that's going to put a whole bunch of shit on all of your sagas or anything else that you have counters on. Um, you're still getting uh, the same number same number of cards you're drawing from Sign of Blood. You're still losing two life if you don't want to pay that blue. Or uh, if you're later in the game and you can afford that blue mana, uh, so much so you don't even have to uh, lose that life. Um, but I think it's a much better choice in this deck than Sign of Blood is. Yeah, that's a great call. Yes. Plus, it's less mana restrictive in a five color deck than a two. One hundred percent. That's a yeah, great point too. Two black, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, two of the cards that I had on my cut list have already been brought up. Uh, Arnie slays the troll and sign and blood. But I do have more. Um, nice. But again, I think it's it's easier for me. It was easier to come up with suggestions um, than it was for removals. Again, because. I'm not a huge, uh, you know, I've, I've played a few sagas, and I, I, I will say, I'm not going to suggest you add it here, but I was sad to see that my favorite saga, just because I love the combo with, um, shoot, now I forgot what it is, the the white cleric spirit guy that exiles your graveyard, um, or your opponent's graveyard, it's Fall of the Thran, where everybody sacrifices their lands, and then you play, is it Remorseful, Remorseful Cleric? I don't remember what it is. Um, somebody who, when he enters the battlefield, you exile uh, your opponent's library or your opponent's graveyards, and that's just a really fun combination that nobody wants to play with. Um, but it was cool when it was in standard, and I got I to do say, it to people who harder, were in arena. To pull off EDH. <laughs> oh God, yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyway, so you know, one of the, one, the the next one on my list for um, thinking about potentially replacing is Fires of Invention, and that's just because. Um, I know it doesn't. You're not. You've got four instants in here, so you're not trying to do a ton of stuff on your opponent's uh, turns outside of maybe activating Teferi. Um, but your your mana curve isn't that high, and I just don't know. You know, if you've got say multiple low CMC um, sagas or even some of your creatures. I mean, Hex Parasite. You know, is a sorry mana value of one or a fair repeat of three, uh, you know, I'm afraid that Fires of Invention might hinder you more than it helps you. Um, you know, I get the idea that it helps you with mana fixing to a degree, um, but I also feel like it hampers you. Um, you know, so that that being said, uh, and this, uh, you know, one of the first cards that I thought of uh, was, was Replenish. And again, maybe you've thought of this, and I know it's like a $130 reserve list <laughs> card. Um, but Replenish is... Was that Urza's Destiny, I believe? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah so it's a sorcery for three and a white that returns all enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Um, <clears throat> so I know that one might be out of... Um, <laughs> You know, out of the question. So my my follow up for that was going to be kind of a, a a card that's become a pet card uh, of the of the podcast, and that's cleansing meditation, um, because you can never have enough um, enchantment removal when you know for your opponents. And this, even though it wipes uh, all enchantments, any of yours that hit the graveyard that turn um, come back into play. So then it you also get them. you also get your counters reset then too. Um, I, I love that you brought that card up because that is the one card I had on a list for like a bonus like what do you guys think of this card 
<laughs> that was that will literally i have it right here in writing in front of me cleansing meditation yeah i so, think that'd be perfect for this so that's that was, one and two whites and it's a sorcery it destroys all enchantments but you, you do have to have thresholds so it, it it does you know it's not just automatic so but then you know if seven or more cards are in your graveyard instead destroy all enchantments then return all cards in your graveyard that were destroyed this way to the battlefield so Wonderful. uh yeah that was on my list um let's see we sh started with schnell right so back to you back to me for the top uh my next cut would be nix bloom ancient that's what i was gonna say way too expensive <laughs> you don't need the ramp by the time you have seven mana with your curve because your your curve peaks out at two and three for a lot of stuff, and then four, five, six. You've got uh, two cards at seven, one of which is the goddamn Nyx Bloom himself. <laughs> so you don't have a ton of card draw from what I've seen. That you're not going to be filling your hand up with too much stuff that you can't just play out everything when you need to. So I don't think you need to wait on this guy to ramp late game. Uh, so he would be one that I would cut. Uh, as far as a replacement, um, I I did have the thought of replenish. I never like like recommending cards that are overly expensive to people. Not that I'm assuming everyone's poor, but just more reasonable. But the the suggestion I have is training grounds, Ooh. Um, which is still expensive and needs a goddamn reprint. But with your commander being able to do his life gain for a single white and or for every one white gain five life or drawing cards for two mana or putting creatures back for three i think training grounds with kenrith would be huge i agree that's a good that's a good call yeah that's yeah. a really good one i like that so that is the most expensive suggestion i've i've made so i try to keep things budget Hmm. Um, I was also going to suggest cutting Nyx Blumation. Uh, I hate that card. Um, <laughs> I hated it as soon as I saw it, and I won't stop talking about how bad that card is. Um, I know people love it. I know people can abuse it and break it. Um, but there's cheaper ways to do it, both in mana cost and on your wallet. Um, but anyway, my suggestion for replacing Nyx Blumagent, uh was Astral Cornucopia. Uh, which ah. is an artifact for XXX. Uh, so it enters with X charge counters on it. Um, and then you can tap it. You choose a color and add one mana of that color for each charge counter on, on Astral Cornucopia. Um, and if your goal for the deck is manipulating counters, I assume there's going to be a lot of proliferating. Uh, proliferate on that Cornucopia. You're just getting more and more colored mana each turn. Um, I was also going to suggest um, Everflowing Chalice, but that's only colorless mana, and this is a five-color deck, uh, so Astral Cornucopia is probably going to be better off for you overall. I, yeah, I like that's that. a good point. <clears throat> I like that. That's good. Um, so now, you know, the next the next cards that I'm going to suggest to add are all going to be on a theme here, and, you know, take it or leave it for, for what it is, but... Um, you know the next card that is on my list um, to potentially um, trim out of here would be the Mending of Dominaria, um, just because outside of that, I'm not really sure how we're getting lands into your graveyard anyway. Um, and you know, I know it lets him mill and and do um, 
you know, return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand, but you don't have a ton of creatures that are doing as much. You know, maybe it gets you a hex mage back in the right um, situation, something like that, or maybe a therapied. Um, but that to me just stuck out as one that you know maybe for the CMC and what it does um, on the final um, chapter of the saga, it's one we could get rid of. Um, and uh, a card that I would look at uh, adding would just be uh, Flicker. So this is um, a sorcery from Urza's Destiny. It's one and a white. Exile target non-token permanent, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Um, so the way that I took, like I said, the rest of the suggestions that I have here uh, are all... I thought Flicker would be an interesting um, kind of sub-theme that would be easy to make redundant um, and also have other value you know, with some of the other cards um, that I'll be bringing up in the list here. But uh, that's going to be kind of the theme of the, the rest of the stuff I'm going with here. Is I think this would be kind of a cool place if you could find... Um, if you could find slots for it to put in a flicker theme and really abuse some of the some of the stuff that you're doing here, like a Brago that could do multiple things. Okay, so Brago's, uh, Brago's Bra- one of my suggestions. Brago Brago <laughs> is on my list. You are absolutely right. That's a re- that's a really good idea. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna put in my notes here so that I can add these to the show notes. Um, I'm gonna put Flicker and Brago right away because yet you guessed him. He's also on my list. Add uh, add add your Ryan too. Urian Sky Nomad. Oh yeah, the the Sky Noodle. Um, it's like a mini Brago, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's a good way f- uh, to reset those counters on 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 any sagas that you want to get down. That's like pseudo, not even pseudo. That's counter manipulation right there. Yeah. Yep. Um, Brago does it instantly. Urian will do it at the at the beginning of the next end step, which is a little um, iffier than being able to do it instantly because. Brago, if I'm remembering correctly, is after it's damage, right? right? Uh, whenever it deals damage, exile, then return it. So you get to use them right away, like second main phase. Um, well, I guess all those abilities would trigger right away anyway, wouldn't they? This is see, I don't play with yeah. sagas enough, but as soon as they <laughs> come back, all those first count, uh, first chapters are going to trigger anyway. So you get to use them right away, um, regardless with both Brago and Urian. Uh, uh, <laughs> you just get them back at, at slightly different times. I like it. And you can even. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, teach. No, I'm just now. I'm now. I'm just thinking. Um, Brago will flicker all your sagas and Urian. They'll all come back at the same time. Urian will then. You'll still get all those triggers. Urian will exile everything uh, immediately. Return them back at their end step. Um, but Brago is combat damage. So yeah, there's no. I thought for a second there was a combo, but there's not. Yeah, I was even thinking at one point... Um, I'm sure there's Char- one somewhere. Charming Prince, but uh, he didn't make my list. Just because <laughs> he gives you the opportunity, you know, the life gain, not so much here, but, you know, the scry could be nice. Also, obviously, being able to flicker uh, something if you wanted to. But I did not actually put Charming Prince um, on this list. Uh, Chanel, what's next on your list? Uh, the next on my cut list is the... The Triumph of Anax. Uh, three drop, red and two. The first three chapters, until the end of your turn, target creature gains trample and plus X plus O, where X is the number of lower counters on it. And then the fourth chapter, target creature you control fights up to one creature you don't control. 
Um, again, just because you're going to be stealing big bad threats and you're not going to have a lot of your own immediately, this card is potentially just an awkward dead card. And because it's target creature, you have to give... You have to target other people's stuff right away, and it's just not going to do anything. Um, so this is more often than not useless. Um, I would replace it with uh, Mirage Mirror, because I don't see one on your list, and Mirage Mirror is my favorite artifact of all time forever. And turning Mirage Mirror into a copy of a yeah. saga that can, you know, then during your draw step, get lore counters, and you can kind of pick and choose which sagas have the best, like, two, three... Because if you dial up a saga and then you make a copy of it, you can get... Or, I'm sorry. You keep copying with mir uh, Mirage Mirror, and then you copy something with a higher, like, three or four, and just automatically skip to your big endgame thing. That's a really cool idea. I yeah. love the Mirage there, Mirror in here. That's brilliant. Mirage Mirror gives you all sorts of cool tricks that you can pick and choose which chapter you want to steal from where. And then you can later either now you can bounce it or flicker it with your stuff, or you can just you know turn it into something else to help you ramp and get other things out. But Mirage Mirror goes into every deck that I remember Mirage Mirror would fit into. <laughs> <laughs> like every deck. That's a great. I, mean, I love that. I love almost that. all of them. Mirage Mirror is so good. It's it is dare I say an auto include. <laughs> So. What about you, Teach? Um, so I'm not a fan of a lot of your uh, uh, mana rocks. Like you okay. have Selesnia Signet, a Talisman of Curiosity, and a Talisman of Unity. Um, like Arcane Signet, Felwar Stone, those are okay because because you're five colors. You're gonna be your those are gonna do work for you. Um, and replicating ring and astral cornucopia involve counters, so um, I think if you want to uh, keep going on this counter train and counter manipulation, uh, you should substitute uh, the Celestia Signet and your two talismans um, with uh, 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 mana dorks uh, that give you mana based on how many counters they have. Like uh, Gyre Sage, um, okay. taps to green for every every plus one plus one counter on it. Um, or God, why am I spacing on the name? I was gonna look it up and I started talking instead. I think Rishkar is what I'm thinking of. Uh, yes, when Rishkar enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on each of up to two target creatures. Um, that's just turning creatures into into things. Um, I guess it's not the best because proliferate doesn't help out in, along those lines. But um, there's some other things. There's some uh, uh, creatures out there that tap uh, for mana based on on what their power is. Uh, yep. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, there was one in in Theros Reborn that I spacing on now and there's a, a couple other ones like regular Theros had one too that tapped for your devotion that's not counters god damn it Teach. this is what <laughs> happens when I try to do this on the fly yeah like this is a suggestion I just that just popped into my head before I started talking well um, and one thing that I mean on this in that same vein now that you're talking like that it's this wasn't on my list but it made me think I mean you know what if you took out one of the the signet the or one of the talismans and just put a um um uh, holy shit! Chromatic Lantern in here, 
that at least fixes chromatic all of lantern your mana. would would also help would you be know. better than than any one of those talismans or, or that one signet um, that's a good that's a good suggestion too um, as opposed to those mana dorks that I said that have absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with anything yeah as opposed to those things that don't help <laughs> use the things that do yes um, so you're gonna uh, 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 gyre sage is a two mana card uh, but it's a creature um, and you don't have a whole lot of creatures to help it evolve, but uh, uh, pro if you're going to start proliferating, which I think uh, we need to throw in a few more proliferate cards, luckily I got your back. Um, but those are, uh, I think the sacrifice... <laughs> I was waiting for it, and then it just didn't <laughs> <know>. go anywhere. <laughs> luckily I got your back. Moving on. <laughs> oh. No suggestions. I heard a noise. Did no one make a noise after that? I didn't hear oh, anything. Oh, I heard maybe nothing. my house is haunted. <laughs> I shit you not. I did. I said because I got your back and I snapped, and then I swear to God, I heard someone start going. Definitely not here. So I thought someone was taking that somewhere, which is why I waited. Jazz ghost. Maybe we were just quietly laughing at your awkward pause. Maybe, maybe. Um. Anyway, uh, Gyre Sage. <laughs> I'm gonna try to find that other creature I'm thinking of. Um. Okay. Well, while you do that, uh, I will go. Next that, yeah, that and... was the plan. Someone else yeah, talk no, away. <laughs> um. Okay. So one Take of the it cards, away, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. No. So. Uh, you know, this is no real reason other than I just feel like, like I it's, so this <clears throat> turn aside. It's one. It's one blue mana, right? Um, and yeah, it counters a spell that targets a permanent that you control, which is fine. You've already got a few different ways that you're protecting your things. Um, you know, via shroud uh, or hexproof. I don't know that that <clears throat> that turn aside necessarily needs to be in here. Um, Turn Again, side was on my cuts. It was too. it was it was difficult to cut from, and this one just seemed like better than some of your other sagas to to remove. And uh, you know, to kind of go in the theme of Mirage Mirror, which I missed, uh, I thought of Estrid's Invocation. So uh, this is an enchantment from uh, Commander Twenty Eighteen, the Estrid Precon. And uh, for two and a blue, uh, you may have Estrid's Invocation enter the battlefield as a copy of an enchantment you control, except it has, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may exile this enchantment. If you do, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. So this can just keep changing what it is um, every time you flicker it. So, uh, again, I was trying to come up with a flicker theme, and this you could... Um, target specific ones that you want to target um you know in addition to other things that you're doing so estrid's invocation i thought would be uh, a really interesting card to see um in this in this deck so agreed that was my my next one uh back to you Schnell. okay uh yeah you took my turn aside uh luckily uh -huh. i wrote a fifth up or a sixth option uh this one kind of on the fence on whether I'd cut it or not, just because I don't ever remember you seeing you play this one or how effective it was. Uh, right of Benzalok. Uh, the first two chapters create uh, zero two black cleric creature tokens, and then at chapter three, create a six six demon with flying and trample that that eats your stuff each turn or deals you six damage. 
it's okay. Seeing how often you're able to just steal opponents' creatures, because you've done it multiple times in multiple games, um, I don't think you need to rely on that for a big beater for, like, endgame sort of thing, so it's just sort of meh so far. What I would throw in the deck in its place, um, uh, Ethereal Armor. Oh, and yeah. Ooh, that's a good throwing, throwing that on something you've stolen, or hell, putting it on Kenrith and having him swing for the fences, because you can pay a red to give him trample, and then he has first strike and trample, and just a billion, billion power toughness with all your enchantments out there. Uh, it lets you boost up your offensive capabilities a ton and just one-shot somebody with commander damage. All right, guys, we got to call this podcast so I can go tweak my deck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or do what I do. We'll go through, you make a lot of notes, and then you forget to make any of the changes that we talked about, and you just leave the deck on your shelf. <laughs> I don't think I've I don't think I've actually made any of the changes to uh, Brian Stoutarm since we talked about that one almost a year ago. I've just like slowly I'm like yeah I should change those cards out one of these days. I gotta go do other stuff though first. <laughs> I made the changes to Mogus so hard that now Mogus is Queen Marchesa. <laughs> <laughs> Mogus is now Mardu, <laughs> and we don't judge him for that. It's it's whatever Mogus identifies as. He is yep. he is in he is in the ninety nine now. Uh, he is no longer <laughs> leading the deck, and it is now a Mardu deck. <laughs> I mean, I I feel a little bit bad about bullying you out of your commander choice. But then seeing what you did with Queen Marchesa, fuck you. So I was going to say, that deck's a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. <laughs> we bullied you so hard, you are now the bully at the table with that deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Teach, uh, what's next on your list? I also hated Turnaside. Um, but I couldn't think of a, a, a decent like one-to-one replacement, like a better Turnaside. Um, so this is where I'm going to choose... Uh, uh, to suggest two of my favorite artifacts in a um, deck like this. Contagion Clasp and Contagion Engine. <laughs> uh, Contagion Clasp is a two-man artifact. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you put a minus one, minus one counter on a creature. Uh, then you can pay four mana and tap it to proliferate. Uh, so there's one of your pro- proliferating engines. Contagion Clasp costs a whopping six mana Um but when it enters, uh, put a minus one minus one counter on each creature target player controls. So uh, it's a a super mini board wipe. It'll it'll kill really small things. But then you pay more uh, four mana and tap it, and you pro- proliferate twice. Gotcha. Um, yes. So uh, and throwing in just like a couple things like uh, oh, I thought of another good suggestion. Um, <laughs> Throwing in a couple things uh, for that that use minus one minus one counters. Um, uh, I'm gonna throw this out there because I I do a few proliferate things in my uh, uh, planeswalker deck. Um, Black Sun Zenith is a fantastic board wipe uh, for a deck like yours because um, you don't run a whole lot of uh, uh, creatures on your end. Um, but you put a bunch of counters on everyone else's uh, stuff proliferate them away um just synergies like that uh uh, i think you're going to do well with your deck um i don't know what you would take out for black sun zenith because i didn't see quick at a quick glance like any board wipe type stuff um i think uh phyrexian scriptures 
is one. Okay. Um, but that destroys all non-artifact. And then, um, I have I, like the I have I that like I like your Phyrexian scriptures a lot because it destroys everything on the second chapter, which means you can manipulate it and keep board wiping when you need to. Oh yeah, I've done that. Yeah, Every, I know. Yeah, I, I was there. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I, I felt it, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but yeah, I could use more more board control in that sense. Yeah. Black Sun's Zenith. You're on the list. Sweet. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's see. I, the only other card that I had as a maybe cut um, from this, and this is just me um, kind of stretching again, is the first Aron games. So you know, it creates a one-one human soldier token. Then you put three counters on it. Then if you control a creature with power four or greater, you draw two cards, and then you create a gold token. So it's a way to draw cards. But um, I just, you know, trying to find things that maybe I would trim from it. This was just one that popped up um, on my list. And another one that you know, since since you've already got one planeswalker in here, um, I thought I would add one of my all-time favorites uh, or suggest one um, with this flicker theme, and that's Venzer the Sojourner. Uh, so for a three, a white, and a blue, uh, you get Venzer, who comes in with uh, three um, loyalty. Uh, plus two, exile target permanent you own. Return it to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step. So it's uh, a little bit of Yori on there. Uh, minus one, creatures can't be blocked this turn. And then minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell, exile target permanent. So um, I just really love this card and i like <laughs> um so maybe this is me trying to jam a pet card into one of your decks um but i like him for uh his flickering um ability for anything that you want to do again it's targeted it's not you know across the board but um you know and then his his ultimate's pretty sweet if you can ever uh get it off as well because then you're you're picking off um you know pieces off the board anytime you you successfully um there's, nope, it's not even resolve. It's whenever you cast a spell, so you don't even have to have the spell resolve. Um, but just another thing to go uh, that I had thought about um, with with the the flicker package, if you will. Okay. Uh, counter to Nelson's point, keep the first Iroan games because again, uh, drawing two cards and controlling a creature power four or greater. Uh, if you just let this click up naturally, you're going to guaranteed get those two cards. It gives you a body to start working with, uh, and because it doesn't, it, the last chapter is in the card draw. You have a buffer after that. It's easy to manipulate. Instead, cut um, the binding of the titans. Ah, uh, you know what? I wasn't because, even thinking about that. You could yeah, manipulate this back and forth. Yeah, the, good point. the ultimate uh, return target creature or land from your graveyard to your hand. You're barely running any creatures to begin with. Uh, it's not really going to be helping you, and milling a little bit and doing a little bit of life gain, I'd say cut Binding of Titans instead of uh, instead of first I ruin games. Yeah, uh, you should do what Schnell said. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore Nelson. Got it. Yep. There you go. You're oh, you're gonna fit in this podcast really well. <laughs> yeah. Schnell did good. Schnell <laughs> made big monkey. Schnell made good deck suggestion. Um. Yeah, we, we covered with, well, that one now, uh, all of the uh, the cut suggestions I had. The only other thing I have on my list for throwing in, um, just with the sheer amount of snow lands, uh, I, I as a maybe pile, on thin ice, just as some removal. Okay. 
Um, I um, the 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 snowlands were an admission on my part. Um, I run. Oh, what the hell was the name of that sorcery now? The white one just came out in Kaldheim. Let's you search for a saga. Yeah, ser- search for glory. Search for yeah. glory. Um, the ability on it searches for a legendary or a saga or any snow permanent. Yep. I switched out one of each of my basics for a snow basic and turned that sorcery also into like a quasi fixing. Yeah. Uh, if you peppered in on thin ice, that's also a snow enchantment, and then just exiles onto a snow land you control if you if you have one out. So, um, if you're doing anything snow related, there's no reason not to just run all snow lands, in my opinion. That's what I was just gonna say too. I was gonna ask yeah, you. That's a good point. Yeah. Why I was you only put that too. one in of each? Especially instead. because if you do resolve search for glory and you pay for it with snow lands, you do you gain life too. So. Yeah, that's true. Which which helps towards your end game. Uh, happily ever after. Yep. So, are you running? Uh, but that's yeah, that's it for my my lists. Okay. We overlapped a little bit, but not a lot, which is good. Yeah, that is good. Um, uh, oops, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead, teach. I was gonna finish off my list. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. Okay. Um, I also have no more. <laughs> I'm gonna cuts. interrupt you to tell you to continue. <laughs> uh, I also have no more cuts, but I have two more cards. Uh, you might want to consider. Um. Again, I, I like your uh, counter-manipulation plan. So, um, I found Thrall Parasite. 1-1 uh, Thrall that was on my for baby board. 1 black. What? That was on my baby board um, ah. to add to. Um, tap it, pay to life, remove a counter from target non-land permanent. Um, really simple effect, but it, it keeps those sagas around that you're not quite rid of. Uh, not quite ready to get rid of. Um, or uh, just early chapters um, you won't keep wanting to reuse those early chapters like think of all the shit you could steal with what a crone war yeah yeah. if you have a thrall parasite um, that's fantastic um, I've never it's seen got, that card before and what it's got hell? extort too so yeah yeah. I hadn't seen yeah, it, it until I started looking for counter manipulation cards and I was like oh shit this is actually pretty cool yes that's on the list. And then my last suggestion um, is the bubbling season, Deep Glow Skate. Uh, uh, yeah. Deep Glow Skate's great. 3-3 three, three fish for 4 and a blue. When it enters the battlefield, double the number of each kind of counter on any number of target permanents. See, that one I kind of skipped just because it doubles, so it's less yes. accurate for your for your purposes. It... it, it um, but it um, it knocks your it knocks your uh, 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 any sagas from one to three immediately. Um, but it also fits in with some of the other things we were talking about, uh, like replicating ring, like uh, yeah, astral those, cornucopia, but, uh, any planeswalkers or uh, Satessan champion. Um. Uh, 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 the 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 gyre sage I mentioned, yeah. And the one creature that I'm not actually convinced actually exists anymore. It might have been a card I just made up. <laughs> yeah, I was looking. I also didn't find whatever the hell he's made up. <laughs> <laughs> it's real to him. Damn it! <laughs> I'm fairly certain I own one, and I put it in my wife's elf deck. But maybe. Maybe I just invented a card. <laughs> um, now, 
what what do you guys feel about Vorinclex in this list? <sighs> okay, when you choose, you can choose to double, right? No, I no, don't Vorin believe so. You have to. Okay, then no. Yeah, I don't. Not in this. Not in this one. If it was a proliferate deck where you were just trying to get as many counters as you could, yes. But in a deck like this where you're trying to be more targeted with your manipulation, I don't think I would. Okay. That's why. That's that's why I didn't suggest anything along the lines of like actual double season effects. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah, because every anything that would come in at one is it's at two, so you skip the first set for a lot of them, and then you put yourself in a weird position for like dialing them down to keep them around longer. Okay. So it's it's less precise and you you are all about one at a time adding and subtracting stuff so you get the desired effects. Yeah, I mean deep gloats deep glow skates is just a suggestion if you wanna like like everyone's expecting alright he's got three or four sagas out, they're all getting ready to go to chapter two. We have a turn to prepare for this. Surprise assholes, deep glow skate. Um, <laughs> true. Okay. Um, the con- yeah. the connotation of just surprise assholes deep glow skate. Though. <laughs> yeah, I really oh, like I really like those four words together. <laughs> I, was just, I was just dwelling on the concept of surprise assholes. <laughs> um, so I had three more on my list. I don't have any more to remove, but I had three more. Um that I haven't mentioned yet. So uh, the first one is uh, Flicker of Fate. So this is from um, Theros Beyond Death. Uh, one in a white, it's an instant exile target creature or enchantment, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. So um, just more uh, Flicker. But because it's an instant too, if somebody tried to target um, you know, one of your... Um, uh, Sagas? You know, yeah, thank you. That's the word I want. <laughs> then you can bounce it back um, You know, and, and they don't pop it and then it just comes back um you know uh so let's see um oh flicker wisp is another one that i had on here and that's just another um you know uh for one and and two white it's a it's a um what is it a three one flyer right yeah three one flyer uh when it enters the battlefield exile another target permanent return it uh to the battlefield under its owner's control to beginning of the next end step so that was just another uh flicker card that fit in here and the last card this is more of just like a i mean i don't know if it makes any sense at all but um plain white celebration from um war of the spark it's a sorcery for five and two green uh, choose choose any four of the modes. Uh, you may choose the same mode more than once. The first one is create a 2-2 citizen creature token that's all colors, which you'll probably never do. Um, the next one is return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand, uh, which could come in handy. Uh, the third mode is proliferate, which uh, you know we've talked about uh, the ways proliferate can help you here. And then the fourth mode would be gain you gain four life. So that could also work towards your um, alternate win con with happily as do, ever after. So. As do the five color creatures. Ah, good point. That's yeah. So every mode does apply here. I just think the last three are probably more so. But yeah, if you can get that creature to stick around, um, then yes, that absolutely. Or you know, if you already have happily ever after on the board, then yeah, you can you can use that as a way to help you win too. So um, that was the la- that was the last card on my list. It's it's a card that I always thought was like oh, it's kind of interesting, but I've never actually played with it. So um, I thought eh, maybe I'll suggest it here. Hmm. Uh, and that's it for everybody's list, right? Did we get through them all? 
Uh, yeah, the last thing I have written down is Nelson's fat enough to be cured. <laughs> it's true. Wow. It's true. Thank you, being. Hey, I got my right. first shot on that. Uh, <laughs> that's that was my rationale for getting my first shot. Uh, I mean, it worked, right? My yep. wife's got asthma, and I'm overweight, so uh, she's getting her first shot on Wednesday, and I'm getting mine on Thursday. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm ready to go, man. Um, yeah, no, Chris, this was a really fun, like, so you know, we've already kind of established um, the way that. You know, Chanel and Tej and I have always built decks a little bit differently uh, than each other. But then, you know, you with this one, um, I think it was a it was a real exercise for all three of us. Uh, it was really interesting, and I I had a lot of fun trying to figure out um, first of all what I would cut because I think this is a really well constructed deck. I think there are you know a, a few cards where it's like, oh okay, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe we, you know we could replace that or whatever. Um, but overall, it's a really well built deck. Uh, yeah, I mean, Teach had to made up. He he made up cards to try and make this thing work, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Um, so much I care about this process. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I uh, it, it was cool to think in a way that I've never thought before. Um, and I think you're right. I think Kenrith is a great uh, a great general for a deck like this. So um, yeah, this was a this was this was really fun. Well, I appreciate all the tips. I have a like. Oh my god, you guys aren't going to recognize this deck next time uh, I pull it out. <laughs> it's going to be Queen Marchesa, god damn it. <laughs> Spoilers. Right. Every deck we do morphs into Marchesa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what, after thinking about it, Queen Marchesa would be a good deck to run. <laughs> damn it. Oh man, I love that deck. <laughs> um... Well, awesome! I this was this was a blast. I had fun. I'm excited to see what uh, you know changes Chris decides to to, to try and uh, and how they play the next time we play this deck. Even though um, I could go without seeing this deck for a while because I'm still scarred from the Akron War um, <laughs> <laughs> and all the manipulation. It's if you've never, I, I can't even explain like how fun this deck is to watch when Chris is taking his turn and he's got sagas on the board with ways to manipulate them. Um, just cause it's just like, you know, I don't know. Sagas are still relatively new. Obviously they were introduced in Dominaria, but just watching he, you, you do something I never would have thought of, uh, to do with sagas. And it's just so fun to watch, um, when it is your turn, even if it is, you know, um, punishing the rest of the table in some way it's it's still fun to watch uh so i will you know before we recorded this we recorded a game uh where chris is playing this deck so um we'll get that that uploaded to our youtube channel um but i will also make sure that we get his deck list in the show notes and then i will uh send chris um Chris, I'll just send you in a message uh, the the um, suggested additions um, and subtractions, and then if you want to, it's up to you. But if you want to throw them in the comments um, on on your deck page, uh, an architect, then you can kind of track them there, you know, for yourself too. Um, I will do that, and I will I'll put them in the show notes as well. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys for for sitting down and uh, talking some some Kenrith sagas with me tonight. It was a total blast. Chris, again, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you uh, on board with us. It's really exciting. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun having the four of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really pumped to be here. Uh, 
And yeah, I mean, thank you to our listeners again for uh, for tuning in this week. Please make sure you you tell a friend, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, anywhere you consume podcasts. Check us out on our social channels. Like I said, uh, our YouTube channel. Search at Homebrew Magic um, on Facebook, and you will find our main page uh, and our community page there. And until next time, don't drink and scry. And now a moment of silence for those who fell in the Acroan War.